Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family, and what is up, Bucks Nation? Welcome into a Senior Bowl crossover episode here on the Locked On Podcast Network. You've got myself, Ross Jackson, host of Locked On Saints, along with David Harrison of Locked On Bucks. We're here live and in person recording for you today. And on today's episode, David and I are both here in Mobile. So we thought that it'd be a lot of fun to take a look uh, together at Senior Bowl prospects on display and how they fit with the competing NFC South franchises. We'll start off with fits for the team. Then we're going to jump to guys that we want to see more of on Thursday's final day of practice. And then we're going to rack up with a look across the division with prospects that we wouldn't want to see on each other team's rosters. We are here for you today. Your host, Ross Jackson, Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, David Harrison at DHarrison82 on Twitter, Locked on Saints, Locked on Bucks. We got all that and a little bit. I don't know how to say it. Of Lanyap. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> for you here on today's episode of Locked on Saints, Locked on Bucks Senior Bowl crossover. Let's get it. David, looking forward to doing this with you. We talked about doing this when we knew we were both going to Mobile, so very excited to be here and in person with you, man. Absolutely, and uh, for everybody out there wondering, Ross Jackson is absolutely just as cool as he sounds on the mic, (laughs) so very, very good, and that's actually, I mean, James, when he found out we were both going to be there, he said, he's like, you gotta let me know how he is in person. Oh, that's so at first I told him, was like, he's an absolute a-hole. Um, but <laughs> I no, can't say that I blame you. Not true. I can't say that I blame you. No, no, no. I appreciate that. I'll make sure I pay you your hundred uh, for that <laughs> agreement as per our agreement earlier. No, but uh, we have a lot of exciting stuff going on over here at the Locked On Podcast Network. You've probably seen some announcements about the merger or the, the acquisition of Locked On by Tegna. I'll fill you in with more information about that. And of course, as will David for the Bucks listeners, Nothing really much changing on the podcast side, but let's just say you might be seeing a lot more of us in our local markets. That's the way that I'll put it for you right now. But we'll get into those details later. Right now, it's about the Senior Bowl, the other exciting stuff. Both David and I are here representing the Locked On Podcast Network at the Senior Bowl. And I thought it would be fun for us to take a look at the players right now that we feel like would be good fits for the teams that we cover respectively. So why don't you start us off with a player that you feel like would be a great fit with the Bucks? Yeah, so first and foremost, I mean, one of the first players that jumped off the field for me was Benjamin St. Juice, and mm. I never feel like I say his name correctly. You got it. Uh, but as soon as I saw him, I mean, he's got the length, he's got the size, and then as soon as I saw him start taking reps, he's got the aggression. Yeah. And he just, he looks like a guy that would fit well in a Todd Bowles defense. Mm-hmm. And then uh, as we were watching him, he was running downfield with with other wide receivers, even guys who were known for, for having a little bit of speed. He just, his, his stride looks so smooth. He doesn't look like he really labors to do anything, and... and uh, today, he had a little bit of uh, penalty issues. The, the refs, mm-hmm. the NFL refs on the field were kind of flagging him for oh, some yeah. stuff. But I mean, honestly, especially some of those one-on-ones, you just want to see the guys fight. Yeah. And you just want to see, you want to see that aggression, that willingness to win and, and to do the things that you need to do to, to defend your, your opponent. And he did those things. And I just, I look at this young secondary in Tampa and, and you know, as well as I do, especially with, with the matchups in the regular season against the Saints, that secondary needs a little bit of help. They need some maturity, mm-hmm. which they're going to get just from experience, especially sure. the playoff run but some youthful energy and some more length and some more ability to play physical man coverage going into 2021 would be great. And mm-hmm. I think that St. Juice is good. And plus he's a Minnesota golden gopher and you know, all Bucks fans right now, they love Minnesota prospects. Yeah, absolutely. And, and understandably so for certain. Um, I'll take one from the Saints. I'm going to go to the offensive line. Uh, we all know that, 
you know, we look at as many uh, skill position players as possible before the draft because they're the most exciting. And then the no. Saints tend to just say, nah, we'll take an offensive lineman. So I decided to start there this time instead. Uh, and a guy that I really like is uh, North Dakota State University offensive lineman, left tackle, somebody that's getting some run at left guard as well, Dylan Raddins. I just haven't seen this guy lose at all so right. far this week. He has been outstanding both in the run game and in the passing game. I refer to him sort of as a snowplow mm -hmm. uh, out there. He is simultaneously in everyone's way while no one is ever in his. Like yeah. it, it is, it is a, a piece of art, a piece of music watching him out on the field. And he's been really awesome. Uh, and he's a small school guy, but he's somebody that can creep into that round one consideration, early day two consideration, despite that. We saw a record low of FCS smaller school guys go last year with the pandemic inability to meet all without interviews, all those other things, we could see uh, another low this year, maybe not resetting it, but we could see another low in terms of a dip in that. But Dylan Raddins is one that I'm not expecting to be uh, affected by that at all. He looks phenomenal here in Mobile. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's someone that you pointed out to me uh, the first day we were here in Mobile and, and I started watching him with you. And yeah, every bit as impressed as, as you sold him to be. And um, I want him in Tampa, you know, like I'm just no. going to throw it out there. I want no, him in Tampa, I mean, whether it's, pick 31 or pick 32, you know, I, I, I would love to see him there. I mean, the, the issue that the Buccaneers are going to face when looking at him is that Donovan Smith has actually had a really good season. Mm -hmm. um, but with their cap situation, they're not in, in cap hell by any means, but they do have a little bit of a tight, tight cap situation, depending on what happens with the 2021 salary cap number. Uh, Donovan Smith is getting paid a pretty good solid amount. And a lot of people expect them to either restructure or just ask him to straight up take a pay cut, you yeah. know? Um, but after the season he's had, and then, Anytime you have a deep postseason run, like players don't want to yep. take pay cuts when you go to the Super Bowl. You know, yep. I'm a Super Bowl left tackle. Why would I take a pay cut? Right. Um, so there's a possibility that with zero dead cap space on Donovan Smith's contract, I mean, they could still end up coming out from under it. And honestly, they could end up moving him for some draft capital. And as 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 impressed as I've been with Donovan Smith lately, to see them trade him for even another day two draft pick or a couple a couple draft picks moving down the road to grab a guy like Dylan Raddins. I mean, I would, I would be on board with just what I've seen now. Obviously there's more to study. Um, then a second player that I'm intrigued by, mm -hmm. and I don't know how many Buccaneers fans are going to agree with this is quarterback that you pointed me to. Oh, that yeah. I did not uh, have on my radar, Jamie Newman from wake forest. And I mean, he has looked really good. Um, I think he's, he's the best, he's the best arm we've seen here in mobile this week. We were talking about this a little bit off air, the future in Tampa beyond BA and beyond Tom Brady is, is really kind of unknown. So it's hard to pinpoint what kind of quarterback you're going to want for the future. Sure. But what, what Newman brings to the field is some things that modern quarterbacks are being successful with and give him the time to study behind the goat and develop for a year or two mm -hmm. uh, could make him a very solid prospect for the future. Yeah. It's not a bad place to come into the league. Yeah. Uh, you know, Absolutely as a guy not. that, especially as a guy that's well rested right now and is coming out and showing that he's sort of, didn't really have the rust to knock off in the first place, but if he had it, he knocked it off quickly. He opted out of the 2020 yeah. season. So he has been a really interesting and really intriguing and also very exciting prospect to watch yeah. here in Mobile for sure. Uh, I'll jump over. I'll, I'll stay on the offensive side and I'll take another guy that is from uh, near your, 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 the Tampa neck of the woods, uh, Kadarius Tony. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, Florida. Right. In Florida. That's that's my that's my correlation. Yep. Um, and so I think that he's been a lot of fun to watch. I mean, I've seen him win rep after rep after rep. And we see the versatility. He seems like a guy that Sean Payton would love to have a part of the offense. He's somebody that mm -hmm. is kind of that. I don't want to call him a Swiss Army knife because I think we tend to use that phrase about Taysom Hill. But I look at like Deontay Harris and the way that he's yep. utilized within the offense to have another one of those guys that could be used similarly, but has good size, has good speed, is very physical. 
uh, big time talker, which you know that <laughs> the, the New Orleans Saints absolutely love. He uh, also puts out some really great music as well, which is very popular amongst the Saints team. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Teron Armstead, both, um, I'm just going to call them critically acclaimed rappers. I don't know if that's true at all, but I'm just going to say it. (laughs) Uh, But no, I mean, you get those guys on the field all at the same time, you get a lot of energy, right? He's somebody that brings energy, sort of like Quan Alexander, who, of course, we both have experience covering now, and uh, that brings that energy to the team and sort of brings that excitement. And he's just one of those guys that generates excitement every time that he touches the ball because you just don't know what's going to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. And the Saints really haven't had a threat like that in in quite a while. But uh, now in just a moment, you know, we talked about the guys that we feel like are fits. But next, we're going to jump and uh, sort of flip the script a little bit and talk about guys that we just want to see more of. There's one more day of practice left on Thursday. So we're going to get into that here in just a moment with this Locked on Bucks, Locked on Saints crossover here at the Senior Bowl on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And uh, David, uh, duh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you drove here to yes. Mobile, correct? Yes, unfortunately. How do, how do you feel like your car is holding up through the drive? It did great, it actually. Did yeah. yeah. Um, there's a little bit of a smell inside of it, so uh-huh. I could possibly use some interior corrections yeah. to my vehicle. There you go. I know a great place that can help you with that as well. And anybody else is looking for some help with their vehicle, whether they're driving to Mobile from Mobile or anywhere else, Check out rockauto.com, one of our very, very uh, great sponsors here at the Locked On Podcast Network. We love them a lot, and uh, they certainly help me a lot. Sounds like they can help David out a lot. Maybe they can help you out a lot as well. So if you've got a car that needs a part, a piece, or a repair, go and check out rockauto.com. Once you get to the website, all you have to do is put in your make, your model, your year, figure out what the piece is that you want. They're going to give you several options that are at the fraction of the price of what you would spend at a brick and mortar store. That like in my instance, I probably my car is not even in the condition to drive to those spots anyway. So I'd rather just have them show up at my door. So go and check them out. RockAuto.com right now. See what parts they have available for your car or truck. And don't forget to write locked on in the how'd you hear about us section so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. It's my nod to James. And if you're like me and you don't want to take a gamble on your car, maybe you find some other places that are a little bit safer to put that down. If you've got some sports knowledge and you want to take those risks because you know, you know what's going on on Sundays or you're watching these college basketball games, college basketball is heating up March Madness right around the corner, Super Bowl, you got the props. Everything is on the table for you right now. And there's one place that has you covered and one place that we trust. That's betonline.ag. Sign up today for your free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On to get that 50% welcome bonus. David, you know, I'm an idiot, so math is not great for me. Uh, $200, you get 50%. On top of that, that means you get $100. Yep. 200 plus 100 is... 300 $300, thank that's, you very much. That's my Asian working. And that's how much you're going to get moving into uh, the, the bankroll with that. So you'll be able to walk in that with $300, even though you only spent two. So a pretty good deal there. And obviously, you put some money down win some money back, and then you keep rolling. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to receive 50% that welcome bonus with your first deposit bet online, your online sportsbook experts. David and I are here covering everything that you need to know about the Bucks and the Saints here at the Senior Bowl. But what about the rest of the sports all around the sports world? Well, that's why we have here at the Locked On Podcast Network a brand new show that's got you covered with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news that you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast. Very exciting time. You've got myself, Ross Jackson, and David Harrison, Locked On Saints, Locked On Bucks. 
We are here here at in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. We actually get to do this in person, which has been a lot of fun. Uh, we talked about the players that we feel like are fits for the respective teams that we cover. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to get to the guys that we feel like we want to see a little bit more of. There's one practice day left. We're going to each go over two. Uh, let's start off with with you, David. Who okay. is a person that you're looking forward to seeing more of tomorrow? Uh, Jordan Smith, edge, mm. edge defender, UAB, formerly out of Florida. Mm -hmm. um, so a little bit of, of a tumultuous past there for him. But the hard thing about looking at edge defenders or even defensive linemen uh, in this year's senior bowl is that both these defenses are running four, three base packages, right? And the Buccaneers run a three, four base package. So I would really love to see Jordan Smith coming off the edge without his hand in the dirt, because sure. that's where the Buccaneers would probably put him. But I mean, just kind of looking at him and I mean, I haven't cross referenced the measurables, so I may be off on this, but he looks like Brian Burns. When mm. I, when I look at him, I'm like, you look like a Brian Burns sure. and full disclosure. I've actually never seen Brian Burns in person, in person that's working okay. out anyway. Yeah. Um, I saw him at the combine, but that's a little bit different. Um, but he just kind of, as soon as I saw him, I kind of looked at it. I was like, you look like a Brian Burns type. And I imagine a Brian Burns type in a Todd Bowles defense. Mm -hmm. I just automatically get excited. You know what I mean? And sometimes these guys with a little bit of a checkered past. I mean, it's it's not like Jordan Smith, you know, put somebody in the hospital or murdered somebody or, or anything right. like that. I mean, it's, you know, no crime is, is acceptable and all that stuff. Got it. But the opportunity to learn from that, from that history, he's actually one mm -hmm. of the people I requested an interview with. We'll see if that ever comes through. Cause I, I do want to talk to him a little bit about, that past and see how it's helped him kind of grow sure. and, and see what his answer is and see if it comes across genuine. Cause that's, a, that's a huge thing. And you know, Bruce Arians and that coaching staff. And, and I mean, you just look at the, the addition of Antonio Brown to this year's roster. They right, believe right. in second chances. You go back to Tyron Matthew who they're facing now in the Super Bowl, So that's interesting. Mm -hmm. um, so you know that he's a guy, if he has the talent and the work ethic and you really feel like he's learned from his past mistakes that he can come on. And if they can get him incorporated into that three, four scheme, the way that it looks like he could be effective in, yeah, yeah. Um, then it's something that could help them. Cause I do, this is a little bit of a teaser for our off season program. Mm -hmm. I don't think Shaq Barrett is coming back. Oh, interesting. Yeah. 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 So you would absolutely want to be prepared for a loss like that, absolutely. particularly in the pass rush game. Yeah. And, and, you know, just to go to your point about trying to see a guy's maturity, trying to see a guy's sort of like development and, and, and what they learn from situations like that. It's one of the reasons why the senior bowl this year is so incredibly important because it's one of the few opportunities that teams get to interview some of these guys and get to talk to some of these guys that's not not strictly through a you know facetime or right. or a, a zoom window right you actually get to connect with these guys particularly the coaches like matt rule like brian flores those coaching staffs that are here so i, I completely I, I hear you on that and i think it's one of the the things that has been so incredibly valuable about the senior bowl so far yeah. this season uh, somebody that I'm really looking forward to seeing a little bit more of is uh, UCF cornerback Aaron Robinson. He's somebody that every time that he shows up, he's just mad physical. You, you yeah. talked about uh, Benjamin St. Just and, and how physical he is and him drawing flags. Aaron Robinson's going to get that attention as well <laughs> here in Mobile. But I love exactly the way that you explained it. You just like seeing those guys have that fight. You right. like seeing them have that fire. And Aaron Robinson 100% has that. And yeah. so I'm really, really looking forward to seeing him. Uh, more of him tomorrow. Uh, not that he's disappointed in any way or anything like that. It's just, I want to see more yeah. and I want to see him be consistent over those three days. And I think that if he can do that, then he's somebody that really uh, raises his draft stock. I'm not saying that he becomes a, a first rounder, though. I'm also not saying that those whispers aren't there, uh, but he's certainly one of those guys that is going to be really interesting to see just where he can skyrocket himself. Right. And I mean, Sean Murphy Bunting has shown that you can get away with some physicality, especially in NFC championship games. Um, yeah, I think we can say the same thing about Marshall and Lattimore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another prospect that that uh, actually your guy Dylan turned me on to is, is Cam Sample out of Tulane. And Dylan actually did me a solid on day two yeah. and asked him about his scheme versatility and how he feels uh, coming off the edge and all that stuff. And 
that's a good answer that we're going to share on Locked On Bucks later on in our offseason program. Um, so that's something I'm going to somebody I'm gonna, I'm going to be keeping an eye on. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Canal Street Chronicles and Whole Nine Sports mm-hmm. for for that all for all that stuff. Um, so yeah, so that's something I'm going to be keeping an eye on. Honestly, not a guy I know a lot about outside of what Dylan has really told me and what yeah. I've seen on Twitter uh, from Dylan. So Dylan is my guy. Is my is my can sample <laughs> source is what I'm saying. Um, so yeah, something I'm definitely going to be watching on day three. Uh, I, I just look at this the the edge group in mm. Tampa, the defensive line group in, in general. And Dominican Sue is not long for the NFL, no matter you know what his status is in the future. Sure. Uh, Will Golston has has really been good for the Buccaneers, but he's not much of a pass rusher. Uh, JPP obviously is is an aged veteran, and then Shaq Barrett, like I've already said, I, I expect to uh, to be gone in the offseason, possibly to a guy or to a place in Denver, like our guy Cody Rourke uh, mm-hmm. recommended or suggested. So bolstering that defensive line and that edge edge group for the, for the Buccaneers could be incredibly important for 2021. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, a really great pick, and he's going to be someone that's going to be very interesting to watch. He has done a good job winning immediately off the line of scrimmage. It would be good to see more of him to see if he can tie some pass rushing moves together, second and third effort type situations. Uh, I'm going to jump back over to the offensive side. I'm really interested in this wide receiver class for the New Orleans Saints. They tend to ignore the position early on in the draft. And so if they don't decide to go for a guy like Kadarius Toney, who I named in the last uh, segment, then I would go for uh, a guy like Austin Watkins uh, out of UAB, who's really, really looked good uh, over these last couple of days. Uh, and, you know, uh, Locked on Saints listeners will have heard me talk about him a bit yesterday, but continued and, you know, continued to show a little bit of that in terms of his ability to run clean, crisp routes. Uh, his breaks are really nice. He's also very physical. Um, I haven't really gotten an opportunity to see him much as a blocker, which of course is something that's very interesting and something that the Saints are very interested in. Uh, but that would be another guy yeah, that I would, to play wide receiver in the NFL today. Yeah, that's absolutely right, particularly in a Sean Payton uh, yeah. offense because they want to be able to run the ball with Alvin Kamara. So uh, he would be another guy that I'm very much looking forward to seeing more of uh, on Thursday. Maybe we get a little bit more of that answer in terms of his physicality in that area of the game. Yeah, and Sammy Watkins' cousin, right? Yes, think, yeah, was, part was of the Watkins it? fam. Did you tell me that or did Dylan tell me that? Dylan, throw your Twitter out there. Uh, at Dilly Sanders, D-I-L-L-Y. I can't, I can't drop his name this boy. much and not throw out a, a social media tag. So, <laughs> yeah, again, learning something new every day about, about this guy. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, two UAB guys on our list. So that's that just kind of shows you what the Senior Bowl is all about and, exactly. and the opportunity it gives these guys. Yeah, yeah. What we, we, named, we named a couple of UAB guys. We named a North, North Dakota, Dakota State, State yeah. guy, a Wake Forest guy. Like, yeah. And, you know, a Wake Forest slash somebody whose profile was raised a little bit by right. almost going to Georgia, but not going to Georgia. So, you know, all these other things. But this, that's exactly right. That's what the Senior Bowl is, uh, is all about. And next up, because, you know, we get to do the crossover here, we've talked a little bit about the guys that we like, the guys that we want to see more of. But now right. we're going to talk about who we would hate to see go to the other squad here in just a moment as we continue and wrap up our crossover here at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, Locked on Bucks, Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. There have been moments for both of us where we've been so busy we haven't had an opportunity to eat. Yes. And that's why we're thankful for our next sponsor here, which is Built Bar, uh, our good friends over at Built Bar who make the best tasting protein bar ever. And David, I don't know if I told you this, I tell the Saints listeners this all the time, but I have literally constructed a time machine. I've gone back in time I've also gone forward in time, and I've learned that they have not ever done this before, nor will they ever achieve again what Built Bar has done, making a Built Bar, a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Listen to some of these flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, and those are only the new flavors. There's still 12 OG flavors as well. Do you have a favorite flavor that you like? 
Uh, my favorite flavor is banana, uh, oh, banana nut bread. That one is mad underrated because not yeah. only is it banana nut bread, but it's banana nut bread covered in 100% chocolate. Yeah. It's soft. It's easy to chew. And it's great for somebody that's looking to lose or maintain weight while still being able to indulge in something that's delicious because we're talking about all these flavors, but you were talking about four or five grams of sugar versus 17, 18, 19 grams of protein. So it's everything that you need and everything you want all at the same time. If you want to check it out yourself and not just take our word for it, you want to dig in, go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code Locked On. You're going to get 20% off your next order. Use promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Thursdays over at Locked On NFL are a must-listen with Ryan Tracy and Christopher Carter as they break down the biggest midweek NFL storylines. Got the Super Bowl coming up right around the corner, as well as all the festivities in between. So go and check them out. Ryan and Chris every Thursday and subscribe to Locked on NFL wherever you get your podcast. All right, David, we're wrapping it up here. Uh, David Harrison, D Harrison 82 on Twitter. Myself, Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter. Locked on Bucks, Locked on Saints here. Mobile, Alabama, Senior Bowl. Now we're going to have a little bit of fun. Mm -hmm. We did the breakdown. We did the serious analyst stuff. Now let's play (laughs) rival for a moment and talk about which prospects that we have seen here at the Senior Bowl that we would hate to see go to the respective teams that we cover, the opposite teams that we cover. Yeah. So why don't you kick us off? So Kadavius Tony, did I say his first name right? You did. Oh, okay. Kadarius. Kadarius. I always mess it up. Um, who you've been talking about is obviously somebody, but I'm going back and forth. So I've got two names written down in front of me. They're both wide receivers. One is Shy Smith and the other is Nico Collins. And honestly, I think I'm going to go Nico Collins. Mm-hmm. Um, and he made two really good catches at practice on day two. And I just, the last thing I want to see the New Orleans Saints get is another big body. Well, I mean, Michael Thomas isn't the biggest body in the world, right, but right. a guy who can win with some physicality and, and kind of dominate opponents from time to time. And Nico Collins, I think, is a bigger threat to me against the Buccaneers defense and Shai Smith is as weird as that might actually sound a little bit. Hmm. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, but, and the other part of it is a little bit selfish. Actually, both of mine are a little bit selfish, but this part's a little bit selfish. I don't want to see a Michigan receiver go to New Orleans and do better than Ohio State receiver. That's fair. And I don't think right, right off the, I'm not saying like right off the bat, Nico Collins in the NFL would be better than Michael Thomas. Uh-huh. But eventually, I mean, if, if Michael Thomas doesn't learn how to how to run more than a five five yard slant, oh, come on. Nico Collins could eventually. Oh, come on. <laughs> you are in you're <laughs> in the Airbnb that we paid him, for, my friend. Supplant <laughs> him as the number one receiver in New Orleans. That's fair. That's fair. All right. I will I will I will accept that. Um I understand what it must be like to be concerned about having wide receivers on, on a roster, at least. So at least there's that much. Uh, but when it comes down to uh, who I would not like to see uh, head over to uh, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I'm going to mention a safety uh, mm-hmm. and a guy that can play all over the field because I don't know how much that is going to affect the New Orleans Saints new look next year, assuming that Drew Brees isn't on the field. Those positionless guys, usually not much of an issue for the Saints, but now with you not having the 20-year veteran there to make all of the calls, to diagnose everything, and to see what the defense is doing ahead of time, I I would get a little worried across the line of scrimmage seeing a guy like Hamsun Nazirudin out of uh, Florida State Mm -hmm. heading over to to Tampa and being there. And he's somebody that can, you know, play the robber role underneath. He can play the deep safety role. He can line up at the linebacker spot. He can line up in the slot. Like, he can do whatever. He would essentially be... Jeremy Chin a second time or or, or really up to a fourth time a season. And I'm a little bit concerned about all of the different places where he can fit and how that might, whoever ends up being the quarterback for the Saints next year, or at least depending on whoever ends up being the quarterback for the Saints next year, could cause some trouble for the Saints offense in terms of diagnosing that would be four times a year they would go up against that type of player. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, another Carolina Panthers defensive player comp uh, looking at the Buccaneers, and he's he's another right. player that's very intriguing. And we have a lot of Florida State fans that are also Buccaneers fans. That's true. And there's some of them are still pretty hot about Derwin James not being a Buccaneer. So this could be another guy, not Derwin James level, obviously, but another guy. And I love Jordan Whitehead uh, for the Buccaneers defense, but I would I would actually be very happy to see him head to the Buccaneers and yeah. and add that role. And versatility is something that Todd Bowles loves. Um, the the second guy that I'm going to say that I don't want to see go to the Saints is, is it's a purely selfish one, sure. and that's that's Baron Browning out of Ohio State because oh, I, yeah. I guess again I don't need an Ohio State off ball linebacker going to that defense. Yeah. Um, he hasn't popped so much off the right. field for me, you know what I mean, in, in Mobile, and I don't think that's necessarily a big problem because I don't think the Saints necessarily need an off ball linebacker. Like Quan Alexander brings a lot of juice mm-hmm. to the field, and, and that's all good, and, and you definitely love it. But I don't think that the New Orleans Saints defense necessarily needs that, depending on what happens uh, in the off season. Um, we have plenty of time to talk about the Marshawn Lattimore trade rumors, but the uh, ones that don't mean a thing. <laughs> yeah. Y'all go to your, go to your, everybody go to Twitter right now, go to NFL draft bites and hit the block button. Save yourself from Chad Forbes while you can. Thank you. Um, but definitely the better of, of the Ohio state linebacker off ball linebackers here in mobile. Um, don't want to see it happen. Don't need to see that level of success. And yeah. with OJ Howard coming back from injury, presumably next year and, mm-hmm. and Cam Braid and Rob Gronkowski saying they want to come back. I want to see the Buccaneers be able to have, that advantage over the middle against the Saints as you look to uh, unseat them as the division champs. Because right. no matter what happens in the Super Bowl, the Saints are going into 2021 as the NFC South champs. And right. that's that's going to be the truth until you unseat them. So they still need to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, look, I, I think that the, the Quan Alexander point is a really good one, but we also don't know how effective he's going to be assuming that he does come back next season. Now, he has the injury uh, guarantee, which does make it a little bit more likely that he does return. But right. even with that, I mean, an Achilles injury on a linebacker, a guy that plays as physical as he does, that plays as quick as he does, that plays as active as he does, I would be a little bit concerned about what he's actually going to look like next season. So those off-ball linebackers do become very important. Uh, Baron Browning, and then, of course, uh, Hamilcar Rashad is another one that I've been trying to pay attention to here over the uh, course of these last couple of days as well. Uh, For my last one, taking a look over uh, to the Tampa Bay side, uh, I'm going to bring up a guy that I brought up in the first segment. And that is Dylan Raddins out of uh, North Dakota State University. You know, I I still look back at the very first game of the season, uh, which I don't know if you remember or not, but the Saints won that game. Did they? No, they I've did. wiped that from my yeah. memory. And yeah. then they won the second one too. And in both that of one was those closer games, though. That was, yeah. <laughs> 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 um, in, in both of those games, one of the the big issues for Tampa was the offensive line right. and and stopping the Saints from creating pressure particularly with the front four. And I'll never forget Bruce Arians calling out Donovan Smith after mm-hmm. the first game about how he had the easiest guy to block uh, during during that time. And that, of course, was Trey Hendrickson, who would right. then go on to have 13 and a half sacks. So at least that made Donovan Smith look a little bit better in terms of what was going on there in, in terms of versus the expectation <laughs> at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Uh, but so I, I would just hate to see um, Donovan Smith lose his opportunity to prove himself every year against New Orleans Saints. Now, he did produced quite well and he did play very well in the playoffs as you mentioned he did get better during the season but I think Dylan Raddins comes in and he would be an immediate upgrade or at least an upgrade pretty quickly you know they would be able to move into him pretty soon after he gets a little bit more acclimated to the play speed and all those other things and so I I would like to see if the Saints resign Trey Hendrickson or if they invest in let's say a cam sample for instance out of uh, Tulane or even like an OCO Digazua uh, who could play in and out uh, those guys being uh, guys that could, you know, potentially beef up the Saints pass rush from what we saw this past season. I wouldn't want to see that combated 
with Tampa Bay getting better on the offensive line. But yeah, so and that's something about about uh, Radden said. If even if the Buckers keep Donovan Smith, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, he still makes sense because you look right. at the depth on the offensive line. That's something that's been a concern over the last two years, and they kind of went out and addressed it with some veterans. But when Ali Marpet went out, especially in that thirty-eight to three loss to the New Orleans Saints, that missing Ali Marpet really stood out in that game. And that's something that we've seen Radens do is play left guard, play left tackle here at right. the Senior Bowl and dominate, like you said, in both positions. So even if you bring him in and he's not an immediate replacement for Don Smith or for an Ali Marpet, and he's a guy that you just kind of bring in as a depth piece. I know a lot of people kind of kind of flinch at the idea of spending a first round draft pick on a depth piece. But when you look at the fact that Tom Brady's going to be coming in 20, 2021 a year older, right. protecting him is just that much more important. Absolutely. So even if you go into 12 personnel and you you bring him in as, a, as an eligible receiver, as an extra tight end, quote unquote, and you have him stay in the block, that just makes that protection that much better yeah. for your age quarterback, uh, who's obviously yeah. going to come into next year with all the same injury concerns that everybody came into this year with, even though he got out of this season healthy. So even with Donovan Smith on the roster, I still like him for the Buccaneers team, and I can see why you wouldn't want him yeah, uh, to, to join that squad. Remember, the Saints just a few years ago did something similar to this. They drafted Ryan Ramchick out of Wisconsin, right. even though they still had Zach Streif, and you just never know what's going to happen. He got right. thrust into a starting position immediately because Zach Streif got hurt exactly. and then ended up being out for the for the remainder of the season. And then so now he's an all-pro. Yep. So you just never know exactly what's going to happen. And when you have a quarterback and you have that uh, valuable cargo in the backfield, you want to take the steps appropriate to uh, to protect that. And I 100% understand that. David, an absolute pleasure being able to do this with yes, you. Sir. Bump it. That's what I'm talking about. That's a visual thing for those of you that are <laughs> listening. Uh, but we're very excited to have had the opportunity to do this. I look forward to hopefully being able to do it again uh, another time and maybe yeah. even next year at the Senior Bowl. Uh, coming up on uh, Locked on Saints tomorrow, we'll continue to go through with some uh, news and notes from the Senior Bowl. Locked on Bucks, very much doing the same thing, I imagine. Yeah, we've got some injury reports, even though they're really not practicing full. They're still putting out injury reports, both mm-hmm. sides, voluntarily putting out injury reports, which is interesting. Yeah, so obviously the Super Bowl is coming up, and you know, I know a lot of Buccaneers fans don't really care about all the Senior Bowl stuff and everything, but it's going on, and it's important. And uh, I encourage Buccaneers fans to enjoy not caring about the draft yet, but, you know, a little bit of a taste never hurt anybody, and we'll be getting deeper into that as uh, the offseason gets started, no matter what. Yeah. Uh, February 8th, the offseason is beginning, no matter what happens. Yeah, whether you like it or not, there will be. Man, always a pleasure. I appreciate it. Make sure y'all throw David a follow if you don't already, at dharrison82. Myself, Ross Jackson, Nola on Twitter, Locked on Bucks, Locked on Saints. This has been our crossover here, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And you know what? I'll say it for David just like I say it for me every time. To hit us up on Twitter, let us know how the family doing, how you living, how you mom and them. And of course, we'll be back here with you very soon. 